Howdy, and welcome to a bonus episode of Wise About Texas, the Texas History Podcast. It's March 6th, 2016, and 180 years ago today, the Alamo fell. This is the first year of Wise About Texas, and today we're going to pay tribute to the Alamo defenders with a quick account of the battle. In episode 10, I set the scene for the siege. In episode 11, I talked about the siege and Travis's letters from the Alamo. This morning, we'll go back 180 years to March 6, 1836, and get wise about Texas. Our last episode ended with Travis and defenders of the Alamo realizing that help was not on the way and watching Santa Ana prepare for an assault. It's now midnight on Sunday, March 6, 1836. And one thing you have to keep in mind is how utterly dark it was. If some of the listeners out there have ever been to South or West Texas, way out in the country, you know how dark it can be in Texas. On midnight, March 6th, a norther had already blown through, so the air was clear and cold, and it would have been a starry night, but a dark night. The Mexican army began taking up positions all around the Alamo. The Texans who were awake may have heard movements, but probably wouldn't have thought too much of it. They definitely would not have been able to see. It was also silent. The firing of artillery and guns had stopped the night before, probably about 10 p.m. Just before dawn, the Texas Sentinels discovered the Mexicans surrounding the fort and advancing on the walls. Unable to contain themselves, the Mexican soldados began shouting, Viva Santa Ana and Viva Mexico. Travis's manservant Joe roused the commander and the Texians ran to the fight. As the Mexicans stormed the walls, the Texians opened up with the cannons and the rifles. The first assault was broken, and so was the second. But that was not to last, as the Mexican soldiers got their ladders to the walls, and Travis's servant Joe described the soldiers, quote, coming over the walls like sheep, close quote. Travis took a position on the north wall. He was killed early in the fighting with a shot to the head. Bowie was sick in bed in a room on the south wall. Crockett was fighting between the church and the long barracks. The Texians were soon overwhelmed and retreated to the long barracks and the church building. The Mexican soldiers kept coming, and the defenders were soon beaten. By all accounts, the defenders fought bravely and to the last man. There were reportedly dead soldiers near Bowie's bed. Travis's body is said to have been surrounded by dead Mexican soldiers, likewise for Crockett, in front of and to the south of the church. Susanna Dickinson described hiding in a room in the church as Mexican soldiers burst into the room and tossed an Alamo defender on their bayonets like a rag doll, as well as killing two small children. She also described blood running all over the floor of the church. It was a sad, violent, gory scene. The battle actually lasted a relatively short time. Santa Ana entered the fort and asked to see the bodies of Travis and Crockett. He ordered the bodies of the Texians gathered and stacked like wood, which was done. He ordered the Mexican bodies gathered for a Christian burial. One exception was the body of Alamo defender Gregorio Esparza, a native of Bejar. His brother, a Mexican soldier named Francisco Esparza, was allowed to claim his body, and he was the only Alamo defender given a proper burial. The Texian bodies were burned. Later, the ashes of the defenders were gathered and enshrined in the San Fernando Cathedral in San Antonio, where they remain today. There were survivors of the battle. Joe, Travis's servant, was allowed to leave after the battle. He traveled to Washington on the Brazos and gave his account. He described Santa Ana as being dressed, quote, like a Methodist preacher, close quote. 
He was made to watch a parade of Santa Ana's entire army after the battle, presumably to encourage him to pass along the strength of the Mexican army. Susanna Dickinson and her baby daughter Angelina survived. Santa Ana sent her to Gonzales to inform Sam Houston of the results of the battle. Her daughter Angelina is known as the Babe of the Alamo. The Alamo siege and battle has got to be one of the most researched and written about episodes in Texas history. There are lots of questions about the various aspects of the battle. Some of the most discussed include how did David Crockett actually die? Was he captured or did he surrender? Exactly how many survivors were there and who were they? Did Travis try and surrender? Did any of the defenders escape during the battle? And other questions. In the coming years, we'll take a closer look at these issues, but in this first year of Wise About Texas, we simply pay tribute to the fallen Alamo defenders and their noble sacrifice for Texas. On the cenotaph, on the grounds of the Alamo, you read the following. They chose never to surrender nor retreat. These brave hearts, with flags still proudly waving, perished in the flames of immortality that their high sacrifice might lead to the founding on this Texas. This wraps up this bonus episode of Wise About Texas. Remember the Alamo. God bless Texas, and we'll see you down the road.